0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today.
0: Tarassi
2: three, Diana's done it. She is one of one. The league's first 10,000 points scored.
3: We may never see it again. Oh yet was a huge night in phoenix diana taurasi so good she created a club of her own in the w our hall of famer rebecca lobo drops in to break down how dt did it plus team usa is getting ready for the fiba world cup we have everything you need to know about their prep and what steve kerr thinks is their biggest concern and ad is officially extension eligible who needs this deal more ad or la all that and more on nba today right now Welcome into our NBA studios here in beautiful Los Angeles. She Ramona Shelburne. I am Christine Williamson. And for Malika Andrews on this fine Friday, we got a huge show for you today. We're going to get a sneak peek inside Team USA. Tyrese Halliburton and Mikhail Bridges are joining us from Las Vegas. But we're going to start things off in another desert. That is Phoenix because two words... One name, Diana Taurasi. Last night, the Mercury hosting the Dream DT, 18 points away from 10,000 career points. That's the first ever WNBA player to reach that milestone. Can she do it? I mean, I already said that she did.
4: I mean, she needed 18, right? Exactly. She averages 19 for her career. Uh huh. Pretty good shot, she was going to do it. Right. But she didn't just do it, she just blew all the way past it. Above and beyond. So at this point, she was nine points away from
3: 10,000. She would make the free throw eight points away from 10,000. This is the third quarter. She's working up as the shot clock winds up.
4: Quick, that releases. Now
3: three points away from 10,000. Then she gets the feed from Mariah Jefferson and then drains the three. So what does that mean? She is the first WNBA player to score 10,000 career points. Of course, they were so excited. I mean, everybody and, and in the no building. And no one is even
4: close. Right.
3: She's 2,400 points ahead of the next Everybody level. else. Yes, exactly. The whole building. I mean, basically, they should have stopped the game right there. Uh, but this is the fourth quarter. She now has 39 points. Then she hits a three. That gives her 42 points. She was an absolute bucket. The last time she had a 40 point game was July 14th, 2010. So she's the oldest player in WNBA history with a 40 point game. The Mercury would go on to win 91 to 71. Here is the woman of the hour. What does it mean to be the first player
5: in WNBA history to reach 10,000 points?
2: You know, when you do something you love and you obsess with it, you just always want to push the limits. And sometimes pushing the limits have got me in trouble. But I just love the game. I just put everything into it. And to
4: have a night like this in front of our fans and people that I've known for a long time that have really helped me get here, um, it couldn't have been any better.
3: So DT joined Michael Jordan as the only players in NBA or WNBA history to score 40 points in a game at 40 years or older. She scored 42 points in 30 minutes, while MJ dropped 43 in 43 minutes back in 2003. So we now welcome in Basketball Hall of Famer and our friend and ESPN analyst Rebecca Lobo. Uh, okay, so first question, did you let Showbon stay up to watch history last night?
2: it it was actually the youngest rose the 12 year old who was asking if she could stay up to watch history and of course i did how could i tell her no Um, so we were watching it together and how about diana's performance because atlanta was really playing tough d on her uh throughout the game the first half diana you know her three ball wasn't necessarily going but she was driving in getting to the free throw line scoring inside and then that third quarter was vintage Diana Taurasi, 19 points in the third alone, just ridiculous.
4: You know, what's amazing to me is that she's done this for 19 seasons, okay? And and 19, and that's why she is this age, because you play in college for all those seasons, too. Like you, we've seen a couple of NBA players hit the 20-season mark, LeBron James will be in the 21st season. How has she been able to maintain this level of play deep into her 40s?
2: I think it's just the kind of renewed commitment that she's had to her body she became a vegan uh, a number of years ago Uh, she's just really worked on keeping herself healthy so that she can be on the basketball court And when I look at this record one of the things that really strikes me and makes it impossible really to compare to anything that's done on the NBA side is the uh, the number of the few number of games that Diana Taurasi has played in the regular season for most of her career uh, it was a 34 game regular season so you had all those years where she was leading the league in scoring in the prime of her career and was only playing 34 regular season games and it's truly remarkable what she's been able to do over the course of all of these years but watching her last night you guys it looked like a vintage Diana Taurasi Atlanta was throwing everything at her defensively, and she was still able to produce. The, the the record-breaking basket was incredible. You see it there. But the three before it that led to it with the shot clock running down and Diana yep. leaning and still able to score uh, is a tough shot for a player in their 20s. Forget somebody who's 41 years old. Just an incredible performance last night for a woman who has had an incredible career. So I may
3: need to cut out meat and dairy then if if that's what she looks like now (laughs) at 41. Uh, Okay, so, you know, we love to have this GOAT conversation. Who's the GOAT of the W, of the NBA, etc.? What do you think the legacy of DT is?
2: Uh, You know, I think it's a legacy of winning. It's what we saw from her at the University of Connecticut winning three national championships. And her sophomore year when she was surrounded by other incredible players, including Subert and Swin Cash, it wasn't a surprise that they won that year. But the following two years, sophomore or her her junior and senior year, uh, they weren't necessarily the most talented team in women's college basketball. She willed them to to those victories. She's been a champion multiple years uh, in the WNBA, the longevity with which she has done it. And she's been an incredible teammate. And I think that's one of the true um, showcases uh, for her as well is just how she has elevated the play of everyone around her. And, you know, look at that. Nobody else has even sniffed 8,000. And Mm -hmm. here is Diana Taurasi, 10,000 and counting.
4: I mean, for me, it's, you know, as a student, somebody who's watched women's basketball for a long time, not as as much, obviously, as you, Rebecca, but, like, there's so many players from other eras with Cheryl Miller or Annie Myers, Nancy Lieberman, right? Even Cheryl Swoops, that you would put in this conversation, but I don't know if anybody has lived their career in front of the camera and had as much attention on them as Diana Taurasi, and we got to know her. She She doesn't open up all that much, but when she does, you get to see that mentality, that competitiveness, that I think really cut through for me as a female athlete. Like, wow. She's not afraid to get up in your face. Wow, she's not afraid to sh- throw an elbow. She's not afraid to mix it up a little bit. And I think that is really part of her legacy, that Mamba mentality that she had. She spoke very eloquently at Kobe Bryant's funeral about their bond and their connection. And I think when we think of DT, like, you know, you know, because you played with her and against her, like, she's, she's tough. You don't mess with DT. And, and I think that's, when you look back at her career highlights, well, look at the scoring. I don't even know if I, I think of her as a, such a great score. She's just such a great all-around player.
2: Yeah, for sure. And you know, Ramona, all she cares about is winning. Mm-hmm. All she cares about is winning. Like, she doesn't care about the smoke. She's not on social media. Nope. She's not out there talking about herself. She keeps a pretty low-profile pro- away from the basketball court. All she cares about is winning, not only for herself, but her teammates as well. It's certainly going to be one of her lasting legacies. Yeah, she's going to keep racking up those points. Rebecca, you'll be back with us very shortly to talk
3: a little bit more in the W. But first, Anthony Davis is officially extension eligible. Davis has two seasons remaining on his current contract with the final season being a player option. AD played all 16 games of the Lakers postseason, averaging almost 23 points a game and leading the postseason with 14 Rebounds per game. All right, Ramona, uh, what do you think should be Davis's plan moving through
4: this process with the Lakers? Well, to me, the question is not whether the Lakers offer him an extension. They should. They absolutely should. They should do it soon. They should make this happen. But what does that extension look like? Are there any clauses in there that require games play that have some ins- that he has to meet performance bonuses? If there are those performance bonuses, does what does he think of that? And part of the reason he is in this position is he chose to do an early termination option as opposed to a player option. Uh, sort of hedging your bet against being traded eventually. Some of it's about guaranteed salary. It's a big thing that Bobby Marks can probably explain in very good detail. But essentially, it, it you know because he has an ETO, he could have extend if he would have had a player option, he could have extended off of that instead of the eto probably would have made ten thousand, ten million 10 million more dollars this year but that is something that has to factor in the back of his mind is do i need to protect myself if the lakers get to a place when lebron james is not playing do i want to extend five years out and say what is this team that's around me would would they move him and does he need to protect himself against that and so what does that extension look like the terms mm-hmm. matter very distinctly here
3: All right, we have Kendrick Perkins now joining us. Perk, what do you think? Uh, What should AD be looking for when it comes to this extension with the Lakers?
1: Well, I'm I'm looking at it two ways. If I'm Anthony Davis, because of my history for his injuries, I'm trying to sign and secure another Mm -hmm, bag mm -hmm. and and get my letters, right? But if I'm the Lakers, I don't know if I'm rushing to put an off there on the table yet far as with Anthony Davis, because, again, his history of injuries, right? His availability. And I understand you don't ever want a guy to, you know, of his caliber to to play the season out and possibly lose him in free agency. But at the end of the day, they have decisions to make. And over the last few years, we have been waiting to see is Anthony Davis is going to take over this team. Is He's going to take these keys from LeBron James and drive this Benz or Rolls-Royce truck, whatever you want to call his franchise. We're going to sell Rolls-Royce truck because we're not going to disrespect the organization, the Lakers organization. And so if I'm Genie Buss, Rob Palenka, I really have to put some thought in this before I put down this contract. And like Ramona was just talking about, what's the dollar amount? And I hate, listen, as a former player, I hate having these conversations because y'all know me. I'm all about players getting their Mm -hmm. bread and getting their lettuce. But if I'm being unbiased here, I'm torn in between the two because if I'm in the Lakers front office, I got to see what that contract look like if I do make an offer. Is it going to be clauses in there? Does he have to play – 60-plus games? Does he have to make an all-NBA team or, you know, be something in the rankings or whatever the case may be? Does he have to average 25 and 10? Like, I got to have something in writing to make sure Anthony Davis deliver in great fashion in order for me to put a contract on the table for him to sign.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens moving forward. And, of course, we'll let you guys know if anything happens today because, as we mentioned, he's extension eligible today. All right. Coming up on NBA Today, the Knicks have reunited a national champion college connection, but will it translate into New York wins? We'll see. Plus, Aces and Liberty are set for a supersized showdown. Which team needs to make a statement and how it could affect the WNBA playoffs? And Team USA members Tyrese Halliburton and Mikael Bridges joined the show to talk World Cup and puppies. Yep. We're talking dogs on NBA Today.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
6: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
5: The idea is we are here to give you the very best possible experience.
6: It's the experiences. Can you win? Like, can you bond with your teammates? Can you feel those moments in the locker room? Jared Jackson Jr.
5: Yes, you're going to play in the NBA for years, but It's the experiences.
1: Brunson a three-pointer. It's good. Oh! Anthony
5: Edwards! We're gonna give you everything we have as a staff. And uh, and you guys are gonna give us everything you have, and it'll be an
0: amazing experience.
3: is currently in training camp in Las Vegas as they get ready for the 2023 FIBA World Cup and lucky us we've got a couple of guys from the squad joining NBA today Mikhail Bridges and Tyrese Halliburton thank you guys for being here uh, uh, Mikhail, I know that you were in LA earlier this week watching the Liberty play the Sparks take us a little behind the curtain because then you get to Las Vegas you guys are getting ready for practices getting ready for scrimmages what is it like are you guys going to dinners are you guys hanging out what has that process been like
7: um, it's great. Um, we had a great first day yesterday, just learning you know, about the FIBA and learning our offense and stuff. So um, it's been great. Uh, we, we eat breakfast together, lunch, have meetings. So it's um, been pretty good so far.
3: OK, so we've seen some of the highlights from the scrimmage yesterday. It looked like you guys were really getting after it. When it comes to the basketball court, Tyrese, what has that atmosphere been like?
8: Uh, I think the first part of it is guys just getting back in game shape. Uh, that's been the biggest thing. I think we only did like two six-minute scrimmages yesterday, but it were a little tired just because, you know, you're finally getting back into game shape and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I think we are, have done a good job altogether of, you know, coming together very fast. I think for us it's just about coming together as fast as we can to, you know, help us win.
3: Tyrese, I saw that you talked about how everyone on this roster is the quote unquote star of their team, and now you guys are here, and you get to be a part of something that you said is bigger than yourself. What is that feeling? How does that change the way that you compete?
8: Uh, I think that that that's an awesome feeling for everybody, you know, because. I think all of us on our individual teams, you know, you kind of feel like you're the go-to guy or you're being looked at to do, you know, a lot of different things. Well, when you come together uh, and everybody's using their skill set in different ways, it's just an interesting dynamic because uh, you're coming together as a team. It's, it's like you said, bigger than yourself. So I think as a group, we're all coming together, using our skill sets in different ways and seeing how we can best help, you know, ourselves and help each other, uh, you know, win games.
3: Mikhail, you mentioned earlier how Team USA is one of the best teams. Obviously, a lot of other guys- Guys around the league are playing for other World Cup teams. When you look at the other 31 countries in the field, is there a team that you have your eye on?
7: Um, now there's a lot of them, but I think teams like France and stuff. We just got a lot of NBA players that's you know been in the league. I think Australia is one of them as well that you just know a lot of guys that's been in the league that's on that team now so I think those are probably the two biggest ones and obviously always Spain I feel like Spain ever since I was young just always been you know really good so
3: okay so if you look back at the 2019 World Cup a lot of guys from Team USA had career years as they went into their following NBA season how do you think Tyrese that this preparation the FIBA World Cup and everything that you're able to do will help you prepare for next season
8: Uh, I think you're just kind of seeing things in a different light, you know, playing with different guys. I think like somebody like me who's used to being on the ball all the time, there'll be times where I'm off the ball, uh, and I think that kind of goes, you know, that trickles down to everybody. You know, you're not getting as many touches as you're accustomed to, so it's about being, you know, you know, purposeful in your in your touches and things like that. I think all that stuff matters, um, and you know, just seeing things in a different light. And I think, you know, kind of getting in that that game shape, game reps, uh, you know, here in August and September uh, before training camp in October. I think that helps a, a, as well. So I think you kind of get to see what your summer work has been and how that works. And now you get to take what's going on with USA and, you know, take that into the season. So I definitely think that there's a huge benefit to it.
3: Okay. So speaking of next year, let's look ahead a little bit. Tyrese, I know that you were asked if you're using this time uh, to recruit some guys, but when you look ahead to next season's goals, uh, what is at the top of the list for you and the Pacers?
8: Um, I think we're going to have a very exciting year. Uh, Obviously, I've added, you know, multiple different pieces to our group. Uh, We were a young group last year with not a ton of expectations, and this year I don't see that really changing I, I think we'll have uh, you know a few more expectations with the guys that we've added but uh, I still think that you know we have the ability to you know blow through those expectations and um, I think us as a locker room we, kn- we know how we feel about ourselves and uh, know that you know we're capable of being anybody on any given night and um, you know our goal is to get back to the playoffs so um, you know that, that, that's definitely the goal going into the season.
3: And Mikhail, you really made a leap uh, this past season. You go from Phoenix to Brooklyn and you increased your scoring average by almost nine points per game. What did you learn from those final 27 games?
7: Um, Just trying to lead and just, you know, having the ball in my hands a little bit more than I usually did. Trying to be efficient with it and trying to win games. I feel like, you go out there and just score and put up a lot of shots, but, you know, are you doing that while winning games? And that was something I really took upon that year, and especially this offseason coming in, just doing a bit of everything. I think I learned just, I became a better leader just throughout them 27 games, and just still getting still getting better and learning to this day. But I think it just helped to me just, you know, even in the game situations, you know, being a guy that can make a play, make the right read, and... You know, it's been very beneficial for me.
3: Yeah, Brooklyn looks really good on you. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, Tyrese, I know you went to Iowa State. I actually covered you at Iowa State. It was a long, long time ago. It makes me feel a little old. A quarter of Team USA's roster played at Nova, though. Mikhail, Jalen Brunson, and Josh Hart. Do they talk a lot of trash? Are you getting sick of that?
8: No, they don't really talk trash to me. No. What do you talk trash about? We beat you. Iowa State beat Bill we over this year. We were there. We weren't we were there. Right there, but we, I called you right away. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of Villanova guys here, and it's kind of annoying because, like, they all just, like, they're always, like, joking and, like, they're always, like, together and kind of like an outsider and they're like inviting me in and I don't know if I want to like be a yeah, part of he's that a Nova boy. He's uh, a Nova boy. no don't go that far uh, but it, it, it's good because I think that that establishes like team camaraderie early with those guys having relationships prior to this um, and I think that's helping us you know kind of grow together as a group
3: okay so hopefully this next thing that we're about to do will get a little team camaraderie between the two of you we're going to play a game I'm going to call it stack up you guys are going to point at each other for who you think the answer to each of these questions is it's it's going to be a few questions just you, you guys Get the gist of the game, right? So you pointing each other, got it? Okay, I've,
8: I've okay. You see, like on <laughs> TikTok or something. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I got okay. It.
3: Who has the higher career high in scoring? Is it Mikhail or Tyrese?
7: Ah, uh, I gotta be me. averaged like, like 20 dimes. What, what do you score? 45?
3: You guys can't Half give each other so. the answer. Ooh. OK, yeah, OK, good job, good job. That is oh, correct. Oh, you're Uh-oh.
8: giving the answer, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's OK, so it's sorry, OK. Sorry, but you oh, can't God. tell
3: each other the answer before you point at each other. That's the point of the game. OK, who has the well, better? I, I point first. I point OK, first. OK, OK. Who has the better career three-point percentage?
8: Really? Maybe. Hold up. Amirs, you years you, you That's my. I just finished my third year. You see?
7: Three, I'm on six, I did five, so uh I don't know. We both go myself. An answer. I'll go yeah I'll okay, go Reese. It is
3: Tyrese. Who shoots a better percentage from the three free throw line?
7: Yeah, I think so.
3: Only by two percent. Don't sell yourself short. 89% I
8: don't
3: sh- for Mikhail I
8: don't shoot enough free throws.
3: 89% for Mikhail right, 87% Mikhail? for Tyrese.
8: No. Okay, I'm right, there. This I'm right year. there. Yeah, I'm right there. Just not there. awful, not awful. Base. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, so who has more followers on IG?
8: Really? I would say you. Really? playing in two big markets. I played in two small markets. I'm you gonna got, say like, Mikhail. You got Iowa State. You have Villa, you won a national championship. Yeah, Villa. Like, here's what Mikael. OK. Tell, what's the answer? So the
3: answer is, Mikhail, you have 388,000. Tyrese, you have 359,000. OK, so I heard you guys talking this about this a little bit earlier. Who has the cuter dog?
7: Come on now. <laughs> That's not a question. Come on now, this is- his dog's cute, but my boy Sonny, come on now.
3: Okay, so I want to ask you this because Tyrese. I've actually I,
7: never seen your dog. I'm going to show you. I'm show
3: there's it. pictures of him. You can see. You can pick him up online. Uh, uh, Tyrese, I know that your dog's name is Ames because of obviously Iowa. Mikhail, why is your dog's name Sonny? Why did you choose that name?
7: Um, There wasn't. It was kind of when I went to go pick him up. Uh, there was this, like, I think his name was Sonny, and when we looked at him, he's just like, we're like, that's a great name. You know, mom. Didn't want to change it. Like, we liked the name. We were trying to think of one, but when we saw it online and went to go get them, like we liked the name, so we just kept it.
3: Okay, well, both dogs are super cute. Very excited to watch you guys play in the FIBA World Cup. Good luck and have fun at training camp. Do you
7: have, a, do you have an answer? Do you have an answer as a cute adult? Okay. Yeah, is there a correct I
0: answer there? I don't do you, have an I,
3: answer. I'm more of a cat person, so I'm going to go with my cat,
6: Louie. <laughs> oh.
3: That's a cop-out. That's a
0: cop-out. I'm not choosing
3: one. They're both very cute. Thanks so much for joining NBA Today, guys.
6: Of course.
7: Thank you. Appreciate you.
3: Louie's a cute cat, just so everybody knows. Luke of the Dawn playing Greece with Slovenia. We have highlights next on NBA Today.
5: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
3: Welcome back to NBA Today. Let's take a look at some Luka Doncic in action in a FIBA tune-up game with Slovenia against Greece. Obviously, the fans are very excited. Right, second quarter, down one. Luka the Don from three. That makes it Slovenia up two. Now, I mean, we know he's a bucket. Later, they're back down one. Luka again, from three. Is anybody to guard garden? I know, right? That's the guy you want to guard. Like, why are you running away from Luca? <laughs> now it's a tie game. He drives. Gets the end one. Going to the basket. He's going to make the free throw. There was a scary moment with two and a half minutes left. He's going to bump knees and start to limp a little bit see how he's kind of crouching down there he would not return he did have 18 points in 13 minutes and Greece went on to win 88 to 77 now sources told our Tim McMahon that there are quote no concerns after Luca banged knees during Slovenia's exhibition loss to Greece today he exited early as a precaution Luca has played 84% of games with the Mavs throughout his first five years in the league we welcome our Team USA's training camp is underway in Las Vegas The American squad. For the 2023 FIBA World Cup held their first practice yesterday. Steve Kerr is making his debut as Team USA's head coach with 12 players that have yet to rep the red, white, and blue in an Olympic or World Cup tournament. The team is looking to bounce back from a seventh place finish in 2019's FIBA World Cup and is headlined by 2023 NBA All-Stars Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jaron Jackson Jr. We now welcome in Tim Bontemps live from Las Vegas where the high is just about 105 degrees, so I'm sure you're keeping very cool all right Tim you're at practice yesterday it's the first time we've gotten to look at this team what were your biggest takeaways
5: Well, yeah, Christine, I'm glad to be inside, that is for sure, and not outside in this heat. But Team USA is in the gym right now, practicing with their second day of training camp right now. And the big takeaway from the first day is that it's going to take some time for new coach Steve Kerr to figure out exactly how he's going to deploy his team. He split his group up evenly throughout scrimmages yesterday, didn't give anything away about how this team is going to deploy its rotations, who's going to be in its starting lineup. I think it's safe to say Jaron Jackson Jr. will be out there. Steve Kerr has mentioned Jalen Johnson as the leader of this team, there's a good chance he'll be in the starting group. But this is a really interchangeable roster without any real huge star power. They can play a lot of different ways, and that is what we saw throughout the first day of practice. Anthony Edwards in particular had a couple highlight plays, but Steve Kerr said it's going to take a couple weeks for this to settle out across the roster. But he also said that he's not worried about any clashes over minutes or uh, rotation spots or roles on this team because he said everybody is here for one goal which is to go to the philippines and come away with a gold medal which as you laid out in your open this team has not done often in this tournament including that seventh place finish back in 2019.
3: yep that's right now on this team there are three Villanova players, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Bresson, Josh Hart. The Knicks also have three Wildcats, Brunton Hart and Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, what more can you share about the Basketball University of New York? Mm-hmm.
5: Well, certainly it's a very heavy Knicks presence here. As you mentioned, Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson here. I saw Tom Thibodeau walking into the gym on my way in here today. He's here to watch those guys play. And as you mentioned, Dante DiVincenzo, another one of those Villanova Wildcats from that 2018 National Championship team, signed with the Knicks last month. And part of the reason he was able to do that was because Josh Hart, his former teammate, opted into his $12.9 million contract for this upcoming season. Now, Hart was never going to leave the Knicks after he got traded there at the deadline. It was a huge impact player for them down the stretch. But there were two ways you could potentially stay in New York next season and beyond. One was to opt into that deal and then potentially extend later. The other was to opt out and get a big raise this year. Now Hart, by opting in, had to wait to get that longer contract a little bit longer starting next Thursday. You mentioned earlier about Anthony Davis being able to extend as of today. Josh Hart could sign a four-year <laughs> extension starting next Thursday. Talked to him at camp about it yesterday. Said he was a little bit nervous coming here with only one year left on his deal. But he seemed very confident about he and the Knicks coming to an agreement on a deal. And when you look at the way they work together to get Dante DiVincenzo with the Knicks, I think it's safe to say that both sides want this partnership to last for a very long time. And I expect we'll see Josh Hart with the Knicks for the foreseeable future.
3: Yeah, Josh Hart said that New York feels like home. So we'll see what happens there. As you mentioned, August 9th is that date that he is extension eligible. Tim, don't melt, please. We want to we see you again. All right, here's what the Knicks rotation <laughs> potentially looks like. Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart in the backcourt, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson in the front court. They have a solid bench pieces like Emmanuel Quickly, Dante DiVincenzo, and Evan Fournier. All right, Ramona and Kendrick Perkins. Uh, Perk, I'm going to start with you. Let's keep it with the Knicks. They were able to win their first playoff series in a decade last postseason. What are your expectations for New York this year?
1: Well, they're going to be a top six team in the Eastern Conference. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a second round exit. That's their ceiling unless they make a trade in the middle of the season or before the season starts. I don't see anything happening with the New York Knicks as far as them getting to a conference finals or reaching the finals. And look, I love Jalen Bronson. I love what Josh Josh Hart brings to the table, but you got to have another bona fide superstar. And I know R.J. Barrett is good, but he hasn't reached that tier yet. They're a second-round-type team that's going to be out in the second round unless they make a big trade. I just don't think the combination of Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson is enough to get you past a Milwaukee Bucks or a Boston Celtics.
4: I mean that has been the case, Perk. And by the way, they're, they're taking notes. They will be, you'll, you'll be on the bulletin board there in Tom Thibodeau's office. But it's it's, it's, it's that's hey, where they Ramona, are. Ramona, it if- won't
1: be the. Ramon, it won't be the first time I've been on (laughs) Tills board so many times. He was the assistant for breaking down his defense, so it won't be the first.
4: You're right. And and listen, they are one of the most well-positioned teams in terms of assets to go out and acquire whichever superstar is disgruntled next, whichever superstar moves next. They – They've held on to their assets. They they didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell last year, right? They they were in that conversation, but they still have all of those draft picks and all of those young players that you're going to hear them mention with James Harden. You'll hear them mention all year long for Carl Towns or Joel Embiid or whoever else's name will come up in these conversations because of how their teams are doing. And so I think that they have to sit tight and decide can we just keep this consistency of this group? And if we do, we and stay positioned to make that big strike when and if the right player becomes actually available.
3: Yeah, the Knicks have been trying to figure out for a long time. We'll see if that consistency actually works out for them. All right, coming up, the Aces and Liberty have a super showdown on Sunday. But what team needs this win more and what it could mean in the postseason? That's next on NBA Today.
1: NBA today.
2: The defending champion, Las Vegas Aces.
5: This star-studded New York Liberty. I'm
7: I'm
8: cool with the super team narrative.
1: There's just
2: no stopping her.
3: The are off to a 24 and 2 start this season, joining the 1998 Houston Comets as the only teams to win 24 of their first 26 games in WNBA history. That Comet squad would go on to win their second of four straight titles that season. The Liberty are 20 and 6, and a bulk of their winning is because they've been on fire from three. They lead the league in total makes from deep and set the WNBA record with 10 straight games with 10 or more three-pointers earlier this season. Now, these two teams are led by two preeminent players in the W today, Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Wilson won the MVP last season with Stewie finishing second in voting. Stewie is the favorite this year with Asia Wilson right behind her, according to Caesars Sportsbook. We welcome in our very epic analyst back to the show, Rebecca Lobo. All right, Rebecca, these two teams are meeting for the, the first time that these two teams meet, excuse me. It was not even close. So, why should this game be different?
2: Well, first of all, it's being played in New York. The last one was played in Vegas. In the last game, Candace Parker was still healthy, playing great basketball. Uh, New York has certainly improved. I don't know if all of those things are going to mean that the outcome is different, but hopefully uh, the, the score is a little bit tighter. We're hoping for a nice, exciting game that we're going to be broadcasting on uh, ABC. But this is a, a New York Liberty team that certainly has improved. Jonquel Jones, in particular, is a player who has been different since the All-Star mm-hmm break in five of her last eight games. She has had a double double. Uh, You know, she's a former MVP who can score from the perimeter, can score inside, can be an elite rim protector and rebounder as well. And she's gotten closer and closer uh, to to herself um, since that all
4: star break. So she can be impactful as well. Well, I think in the first game, too, New York turned the ball over way too many times. And you have to assume that they're going to clean that up somewhat. Plus, Sabrina Ionescu was minus 25 as a plus-minus in that game. She's going to have a better game this time around. And so, yeah, the game being in New York, no Candace Parker, and the the, the sort of ascension back to the mean for the Liberties should help.
3: All right, so these two teams are facing off four times in the next month. What team do these games matter more for?
2: I think what's important for New York um, may not necessarily be for them to win this game, but to keep it closer than it was the last Mm -hmm. time. They need to have a belief that they can beat the Vegas Aces, whether it's in the regular season uh, or in the playoffs. Because right now, so far, Vegas has proven to be head and shoulders above uh, every other team that they've played. They've lost to Dallas once, they lost to Connecticut once, but they've also beaten those teams. So I think it's a game that is more important – for the New York Liberty in terms of just that belief going forward in the playoffs that that they can win this whole
4: thing? I also think, Rebecca, that maybe the Aces don't want to show everything right now. I mean, they're going to play four times in the next month, yeah. and then you figure you're going to see them down the road in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe you hold a little bit back during these regular season games. Yeah, they might need to do that because if we,
3: if we're being honest, it's the Aces world. Everyone else is just gunning for them. So, Rebecca, what team do you think could play spoiler to their season?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, when the Aces are playing their best basketball, I don't know that they can be beat. Um, but if you are looking at teams that could potentially um, knock them off, that's not the New York Liberty. One would be uh, the Connecticut Sun, uh, a team that has already beaten them this year. Granted, it was when Breonna Jones was still healthy. She has since been lost for the season. And the other is the Dallas Wings. Those are the only two games that they yeah. lost, yeah. That, that Vegas lost this season. Both of those teams have a different makeup. They, they, they have some strength inside. They do some things well, that could potentially give Vegas issues. But honestly, guys, if Vegas stays healthy, if Vegas plays as well as they're capable of playing, I just don't see anyone else winning the championship.
3: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining NBA Today. Always great to see you. Here it is, our next WNBA game, and it's all access Sunday afternoon on ABC. It's a matchup between the top teams in the league. Asia Wilson and the 24 and two Aces square off against Brianna Stewart and the 20 and six Liberty. Coverage tips at three Eastern, noon Pacific from the Barclays Center. Coming up, when hitting the game-winning shot isn't enough, we look back at the greatest game-winning reactions. Of all time, in the top of the top on NBA today
1: You're watching NBA today. Six to play.
5: Booker, this is going to win.
6: shots
2: by devin Booker. that's what the great players do
3: that was exactly three years ago august 4th 2020 so it got us thinking let's get some top of the top best celebrations starting with running celebrations this is in 2004 may 13th fisher hit his legendary 0.4 second shot to give the lakers the victory over the spurs in game five of the western conference semis Then 2009, LeBron James hits a game-winning buzzer-beater three against Orlando in Game Two of the Eastern Conference Finals, and then of course it's a running celebration, so he ran off. All right, top group celebrations. Rose May 2015 banks in a three-pointer right before the final buzzer to sink the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game Three.
4: Rose, I mean we love that. (laughs) Look at Derek, he didn't even smile. All right, so this is the right answer. Damian Lillard. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Waving bye to the thunder. All
3: right, so we got breaking news here on NBA Today. I don't know if you have your Woj uh, notifications on. I certainly do. Woj, you just tweeted moments ago. What can you tell us about what's going on with AD and his extension?
9: Yeah, massive news, Christine. Uh, Anthony Davis has agreed on a new three-year, $186 million contract extension. That ties him to the Lakers through 2019. and 28, and that's worth now a total of $270 million plus on his deal. Uh, Clutch, Clutch Sports' Rich Paul, their CEO, just told me uh, an agreement just in the last few minutes. And now Anthony Davis at $62 million a season. Uh, that is the richest annual Ooh. contract extension. In NBA history. And this is for, you know, Anthony Davis coming off a season when he had career highs in field goal percentage and rebounds per game, uh, averaged 26 points a game, helped the Lakers uh, to the Western Conference Finals. And now uh, their cornerstone, along obviously with uh, LeBron James. He is under contract through 2028 with you know, the richest annual contract now uh, in NBA history. Uh, sixty-two million dollars uh, a season. Rob Palenka, Rich Paul just uh, finalized that agreement moments ago.
3: Okay, let's go to the Lakers side of things. How did this deal come together? What was their strategy here,
9: Christine? This was the first day that uh, Anthony Davis was eligible to sign this contract extension, and you know both sides very much wanted it. It's certainly uh, the max number, three years. 186, and that's I think with the continued rise of the salary cap at 10%. That gets him to that 186. But for the Lakers now, you know they have you know their four-time All NBA uh, forward slash center uh, under contract now through 27, 28. Anthony Davis is 30 years old in the prime of his career, and this is a Laker team now. Uh, that got to the Western Finals last year, that believes it improved themselves this summer, kept all the players it wanted to keep in restricted free agency, added some more. And now Anthony Davis uh, and the Lakers, you know, they go forward together. 2019, Lakers gave up a great deal to the New Orleans Pelicans to acquire Anthony Davis. They won a championship together in 2020, and they'll see if they can win another uh, here in the next Uh, In this next window, while LeBron James remains, you know, certainly still a very high level player in the NBA.
3: Yeah, that's certainly something that was very important for them to keep that consistency. Kendrick Perkins and Ramona Shelburne joining this conversation. Perk, what's your instant reaction to A.D. signing a three year one hundred and eighty six million dollar extension with the Lakers?
1: Christine, get my my reaction is get your letters, right? Congratulations. I don't even – at this time, I don't want to break down. I don't want to go into details whether it was the right move for the Lakers or not. I just love it when guys get paid. Again, I, I've said this plenty of times. Yes, it's entertainment to the outside world, but this is still a job in – The object of being in the NBA is, one, performing at an elite level but getting the most money that you possibly can while you're playing the game of basketball. So kudos Mm -hmm. to AD. Kudos to Rich Paul for getting the deal done. And kudos for, to the Lakers for locking in Anthony Davis, who is the top five talent in the NBA.
4: Yeah, I mean, to me, this stabilizes the Lakers' future. We all saw what it was like after Kobe Bryant retired when they didn't have a superstar, and it took a while for LeBron James to sign there as a free agent. They were, they were lost in the wilderness for quite some time until LeBron James and Anthony Davis got there. As soon as those two teamed up in 2020, they won a championship. This year they get back to the Western Conference Finals. And there's this unspeakable Certainty that hangs over the Lakers' future with regard to LeBron James because of he is he is this might be his last year there. He has left the door open on whether he wants to retire, whether he wants to go play someplace else where one of his sons is playing. Um, that whole situation has got obviously uh, has a different tenor to it now with what's happened with Bronny James. But Anthony Davis is going to be there, and that is a huge deal for the Los Angeles Lakers to know that you have a superstar signed up for the next five years. Now. What that team looks like outside of Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. will be interesting going forward because it matters to him. He wanted to trade to the Lakers so that he could play with a a championship caliber team so that he could compete for championships. And so they'll have to fill out that roster around him after the next couple of years. Perk,
3: Ramona Mm -hmm. just alluded to it. Okay, go go ahead, Perk. Can I get one more shot at –
1: can I get another shot at this? Look. The pressure is on Anthony Davis, Uh okay? Ever since he got traded there, I couldn't hold it in. Ever since he got traded to the Lakers, (laughs) yes, he helped deliver the championship. But, again, the Lakers has done right by Anthony Davis. He has signed two deals since he's been in a Laker uniform. They have done everything to try to put him in position to be successful. Now it's on AD to deliver in great fashion. I talked about how he's the top-five talent. Now he needs to go out there and prove it and be available. And, again, put his name back in the conversation with Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Jokic as one of the best bigs in the game and be, and be reliable.
3: Uh, well, I want to ask you this. Can you give us a sense of the money here? It's the richest annual salary in history. We have a little bit more time left. Uh, what can you tell us about that?
9: Yeah, it eclipses the annually the Jalen Brown extension with the Celtics that five year three hundred four million dollars. This jumps over that at the sixty two million a year.
3: All right. Well, breaking
4: news. Lead so off start good of weekend. the show with AD. Have a good we weekend. It. We'll see you guys later. It's like a sixty minute episode. Exactly. <laughs>